Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Here are your hosts, Mark Ellison, Shannon Donato and Jeremy Monaghan. Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, powered by Audio-Technica and proudly presented by What If. What If has you covered for accommodation, flights, car hire and more. So if you're looking for a holiday, travelling for business or you need to get to the next game, visit whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. What If, it's Aussie for travel. My name's Jeremy Monaghan. I'm the media manager here at the Rabbitohs and I'm here with my regular co-host Shannon Donato and we're one short today. Shannon, no Mark Ellison today. Yes, uh, LO must be uh, getting his nails done or something else uh, <laughs> elsewhere around Sydney or this great country. So the yeah, the room's about 120 kilograms lighter today. So. <laughs> but LO, uh, I hope they don't sandpaper your nails too hard. Hope you're having fun. Here. <laughs> Very good. Well, to replace Mark Ellison, we've had to go to the top shelf. We've had to go to the professional broadcaster, and I'm just going to play some music to uh, introduce. Him. He is one of Rugby League's number one callers, one of Triple M's nice. faces of the game. He gives it to Kenty, he gives it to Hooper, he gives it to a lot of them. Please welcome Mad Rabbitohs supporter Anthony Maroon. Oh, Jezza, what about that for an intro? That's, this, is, this joint's too professional for me. He's given me a running sheet. You're making jokes about poor old Ello because he's not here. He, I'll I tell you what Ello is, he punching above his weight, Ello. He's got the beautiful railing and that's oh. it. He must have been nice to a guide dog. I guess that's the only way he pulled that. That's it. <laughs> Oh, that's good. And he's not here to defend himself. It's even better. Game on today, baby. Game on. Isn't it what? Great to have you here, mate. Thank mm. you for uh, for joining us, and um, I hope you have an enjoyable hour with us here. We like to have a bit of a laugh with yeah. it all, so mm. dive in and feel free to bag the hell out of either of us while you're here, or LO, he can't defend himself, yeah. as we said, so yeah. dive in and get into it. No, it's good to be here, boys. I um, I love I love coming to see you guys. You've got to, you know, it's, you've got to, you enjoy your jobs. Jesse, you've been at, triple, um, at uh, South longer than, I don't think anyone's been here longer than you. This is my 20th season. Is that right? Yeah. So it's coming up on 19 years full time. He was a ball boy for uh, Arthur Hennessy, I think. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, before I let Shannon bag me any further, we'll dive into our first segment, which is something that you've learned this week. What have you got, Shannon? Uh, we had a fantastic uh, Indigenous round at Stadium Australia. It was quite moving in parts, and it just. What I learned was just how strong our ties are to the Indigenous community. It's been, we spoke about the history of the club there. It's been a long time, even before Eric Sims and the Longbottoms and those kind of guys. But just so, it's so passionate, so strong, so real and authentic, our relationship with the Indigenous community at the Rabbitohs. You know, we've got the Redfern All Blacks. We fully fund their junior league club, as we do with all clubs. We've got the Laparoos Panthers. And just seeing it made me very proud on, on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Mm. What about yourself, Maroon? Something you've learnt this week? Well, I'm I mean, just just going off what Shannon said, mate. You know, and uh, having grown up in Redfern, and now I live in Little Bay, mm. so great Indigenous communities in both. Mm. And I can always, I probably, t- I tell everyone this story, but I can remember when I was eight, my old man used to um, 
get in the Statesman. We'd get in the Statesman, drive past the George Hotel. He'd stop and get three long necks. Then we'd go down to Waterloo Oval, park the Statesman <laughs> up on the hill and watch the Redfin All Blacks play. And there was so much skill in those teams. Yeah. You'd, you'd think they were all going to play for South. But I, I just hope we celebrate that every week, not just in Indigenous round. Hundred. That's exactly mm. what we said last week. And especially around all of the issues that are raised during the week about the uh, the differences between Indigenous and non-Indigenous people with health and mm. employment and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's great to highlight it for the one week a year in Indigenous round, but it's something we've all got to be thinking about and working on 52 weeks a year. So yeah. really important. And our, our jumpers too look Great, Chad. That's probably your work. So a bit of background to that. Uh, Anthony's been carving me up in particular for a number of years on Triple M about our numbers yeah, uh, and saying they're really hard to see. He's the only person in Australia that's ever mentioned it. And I remember the old saying my mother used to say, uh, if you keep doing it, you'll go blind. And that's definitely applied to Anthony Maroon. Definitely applied. Very good. I hope you're not mixing up Cookie and Tom Burgess out there on the field, even if you can't see their numbers. Uh, I tell you what, I, and I mentioned it to you, I mentioned it to Blake, and they just keep handballing it to someone else. One, yeah. He got me one day, he, he put, on air he says... Uh, they've changed the numbers. They're a bit more readable. They're, they're fantastic, the new jerseys. Actually, Shannon's got 100 to give away. If you the first 100 people to see Shannon. And I'm walking through the concourse of Stadium Australia. Shannon, can I get one of those jumpers? Yeah, yeah the merchandise outlets over there. No, no, the ones you're giving away. What are you talking about? That's very good. That was one of your That's best. That's very good. Well, I had two things on my list about what I've learned this week is how good is a bye week. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a breather. And I just feel like as a club, we've been in the spotlight for a long time now. There's been a few issues around our club for probably well over 18 months yes. at the moment. So a bye week has come right at the right time just to recharge the batteries a little bit. The other thing I've got, there's currently 40 players in origin camps in New South Wales and Queensland, and we've got 20% of those players in those squads. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened with our club before. We've got eight players involved. So with Queensland, there's Dane Gagai, Joy Arrow, and uh, Jaden Sewer, who has gone back to the 70s and being picked in rep teams out of reserve grade. Phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. for this club. Mm, yep. And then for New South Wales, we've got Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, Damian Cook, and then Campbell Graham and Keon Kaloa Matangi called in last night. We were recording on a Wednesday. He was called into camp um, last night. What a great recognition for a young bloke like him. Yeah. What a great thing it is for our club too, because obviously as a club, we've seen, you know, the highs and the lows. Um, but And, and, and to point, nothing points it out like about two years ago, I'm, I'm in the shops at Maroubra mm. and we missed the game to play the grand final. Um, and somebody goes to me, what is wrong with South? I mean, this is where we are now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes. no. yeah, missing the game to play the grand yeah. final. We've got bloody 20% of the origin sides. And the standard and the expectation on this club now is just berserk. Yep. It is. It, it Which is a great be. thing, you know, and it's a testament to how strong our club is to have eight players in. It sort of takes us back to the glory days when we used to have international captains. Jeremy, <laughs> uh, I, I remember. No. <laughs> go on, Jesse, oh, expand a bit more yes, for us. Yes, we do have an international captain in our midst here, Maroon. Yes. He did captain Italy yeah. proudly. <laughs> he also coached them. We, we're not sure whether it was at the same time, so he had to pick himself. <laughs> I made myself goal kicker as well, actually, that day. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you have in the team, Shan? Any? Uh, yeah, we had some very good players over the years. We had Anthony Minicello before he went on and played for Australia. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, as he went in with the roosters, said never heard of her. <laughs> uh, Mark, his brother. We had uh, quite a few guys. You play with Dave Penner, I think. Dave Penner, yeah. Dave Riolo. You yeah. know, back Salvo was the coach, which was great. He was more or less the coach and the hydration manager. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a fantastic experience. We went over to France and we beat France. So yeah, I had some fun times and. Mm. Oh, you know, I didn't mean to bring up the fact that I was an, an international captain, but thanks, <laughs> thanks for mentioning it, Jess. Very good. Jeez, you're on the ball today. Recording a little uh, bit later in yes. the uh, in the mornings really looked after. It agrees with me. I'm not slowed down by those bacon and egg rolls. <laughs> very good. Ba- rolls? How many do you have? <laughs> well, this is this is the running joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> the rolls? How many do I have? I got about four under my chin. <laughs> Or as I heard on a TV show, the back of your neck looks like a packet of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Right, I will jump into our first top four topic, and that is the top four with Anthony Maroon. And mm. can you tell us four things about you that our listeners, Rabbitohs listeners, may not know about you? Well, I'll tell you something. I just was speaking to Lindsay out there. Now, we're in the facilities on the top level of the juniors now. Yes. And this used to be a nightclub called the Bun- called Bunnies. Yes. yes. And th- and my wife, she lived around the corner from me in Redfin, and she was up here one night, and uh, it was 1984. Yes. August 4. George wow. Michael comes on, doing Careless Whisper. I get her up for a dance. Next minute, we're having a kiss and a cuddle downstairs in my cousin's um, GTS Monaro. <laughs> Your wife's going to love hearing this episode. <laughs> so there's something about me you well, don't know. Well, let me tell you, you've got something in common with Mark Ellison. That's This is where he met Ray Lee. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you, how did she get the guide dog here? That, <laughs> yeah. They had a cloak room and a pet room. Yes. <laughs> Talking about Ella and unfortunate looking, I used to have a girlfriend that used to frequent here. She lived just around the corner. In fact, she was that ugly. She once had a peeping Tommy clock. Climbed in to close the curtains. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, got one good. for every occasion. Weddings, Bummy <laughs> 21st. Now, you know, we, we've got to get that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got one of them oh. here somewhere. Here we go. Let me just... There we go. <laughs> That's worn out, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we like to play it on delay. Uh, <laughs> what, what else have we got? What else may they not know about? Um, well, uh, what else is... Um, uh, look, honestly, I am pr- I'm a pretty boring guy. If you've got someone to follow me, you know, they just die of... They, you know, they, they go to sleep. I've got two grandkids... I, I collect little cars. There's something about me you didn't know. Yeah. I love cars, obviously. Yeah. And um, apart from all that, that's that's about it, Jezza. I've been with, with Miss Portugal for 38 years since that night in, or 37 years, whatever it is. Grew up in Redfin. I think everybody knows that. Yep. Um, two kids and um, live in beautiful, the People's Republic of Little Bay. Beautiful. But, mate, I'm pretty boring these days. I haven't even had a drink for four or five years. So. Haven't? Good man. Yeah. Good so, me. Hmm. said, well. You're dead to me. I was <laughs> Shannon's made up for both of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he talks, uh, one of the things, Anthony, in terms of talking about himself, he often mentions about being a working class boy from Redfern mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Mate, from Wallamaloo, you don't know working class. Mate, as a kid, my house was that dirty. I had to wipe my feet to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Mate, we were that uh, poor. We used to go to KFC and lick other people's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good. Uh, oh dear. Uh, talk, talk us through childhood, mate. Mm. Growing up, 
in Redfern. Was yeah. it Great Buckingham Street? Yeah, I was yeah. from Great Buckingham Street. Yeah. So, so my my dad had a. Um, we lived in Great Buckingham Street. All my cousins in the same street. About I suppose I never counted them, but about fifteen cousins or more. One Darren, he played for South. Yep. Back he would might have played. With I did Darren, play with yeah. Darren. Yeah, fantastic guy. And uh, my dad had a, um, a like a, a garage fixing cars down in Young Street, Waterloo. So we were, we were part of the community, big part of the community. My grandmother went in the same street. Everyone in the same street. In fact, the house I lived in, two families, two. I had a set of cousins in the house with me, and um, we played for the Waterloo Waratahs. Matt, I was a ter- I was terrible at footy. Like I mean, I remember once, and I'm not even making this up. I remember once we went to play. Kenzo at Kenzo, and they they were known to beat us like eighty nil. Mm. And um, my grandmother, Lebanese grandmother, decided to come along, and my sister said, "Oh my God, our poor grandmother is going to literally die of embarrassment <laughs> when she sees this." <laughs> so so uh, anyway, I was just terrible at it, you know. But uh, but I loved it. I just loved it, and I love seeing Darren do well, and and his brothers were good players too. Mm. So. Um, and then we went to school that, that used to be where the Aboriginal Medical Centre is in Redfern. That used yes. to be a school. Right. When I started school, I went to school there like 50 years ago, uh, then to Mount Carmel. So obviously, you know, a big association with the Rabbitohs from a very young age. Mm, no, it's, mm. it's very good. And what about um, how did you kick off your career in, in radio and, yeah. and that sort of stuff? You. I know you were down in, in Wollongong for yep. a period of time. Is that where it started for you? No, mate. I, I got a start in those days. Like, I started out calling the specials at um, Grace Brothers Bondi. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then I got a start in a place called Inverell. Right. So I'm there at Inverell doing the night shift there one night, and um, the the phone rings. You know, the pho- There's no one listening. So I answer the phone, and the guy goes, listen, it's the baker across the road. He says, if you play some, um, if you play me a song by Chad Morgan, um, and you run over, I'll give you a couple of curry pie. I'll give you one curry pie. He said, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't want a song from Bread. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, hang on, where is it? There it is. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I digress. No, that's all right. So he said, come over and put – so I put the song on. The song was called The Sheik from Scrubby Creek by Chad Morgan. I run over Byron Street. He gives me two pies. Like, you're on about 180 bucks a week, and the rent's like 100 So by the time you've had a few beers, you're eating noodles. So he gives me these two pies. I've been at the radio station about – Three weeks, yep. I run back across Byron Street and I've locked myself out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no one else there. <laughs> so I hear the song end, and then in the old days, the records. Then I hear this like alarm go off. <laughs> and then I hear like police coming, you know, like in my bot. I just, I just shat myself so bad. <laughs> I just sat there and they all come and let me in. The police were laughing. The boss wasn't laughing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So what happened after Inverell? Where, where then I went then to Goulburn. Out? Yep. And I did the breakfast show in Goulburn. This is about 30-something years ago. I yeah. heard, mm. in, when you're in Goulburn, yeah. I don't know whether this is true or not, but I heard you were the Goulburn version of... Richard Mercer, the love god, and <laughs> you had the sultry voice. Well, that's what the guys in Goulburn Supermax told me anyway. So, <laughs> they used to love your voice. <laughs> oh, that's good. Anyway, sorry, go on. That uh, is good. So, well, anyway, when I got there, I um, what happened there? I uh, just did the breakfast show, and then Tim Gilbert came along. You know, Tim, that yes, he was working yes. at Channel 9 for yep. a long time, and he says to me, uh, look, you know what we've got to do? We've got to have a fundraiser here. Lift our profile, we could have a fundraiser. So he says, We're going to ride our push bikes 
from Goulburn to Crookwell. It's a distance of about 60K. Yep. And he goes, we're going to raise money for this nursing home out, home out there and save it from closing down. It's called the Harley Nursing Home. So it's, we're going to, our target to raise is $10,000, mate, Fedding, and we raised $118.50. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, we're not doing that again. Oh, yeah. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. very good. Jeez, he's been in all the, all the uh, radio makers. Goldberg, Grill. Yep. Bit of, bit, of, Grace yeah. <laughs> bit of time at I-98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good, that was a good yeah. move, I-98. Yeah, that was a good job down at Wollongong. Bought my first house down there. Brand new house, two streets from the water. $146,000. Now, Shannon, your Range Rover cost more than that. $146,000. Jeez, that's good. And, and that's you a met, Mercedes. You met down there. <laughs> <laughs> and you met down there another great rabbit in Jason Saladino. Well, this bloke, Jason Saladino, <laughs> it's interesting. You, you know Jason Saladino? No, I just like the last name. It sounds unreal. He could have Anything been in. It just sounds like food I'm up for. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, he could have been in your Italian t- team. Oh, really? This bloke, Jason Saladino, not only does he get him where water can't, he, he fed him. He, get, he will get a job. Yeah, we're, next minute you know he's running BHP, yeah? yeah? He just can just talk his way into anything. Uh, we had him here at South for a while. We did. We did. So he was working in sponsorship here, and uh, he set up a very good partnership with another guy, Greg Matthew. Not, yeah, yeah, Greg Matthew, but he actually went on to become famous as Logan Greg off Big Brother, and he won Big Brother. Yeah. Won over 800 grand on Big Brother, and neither me nor Salad saw any of that, so that's that's okay. (laughs) And I think then he went and started events. He does. He runs um, music festivals, yeah. mm. and he's got a couple of pubs. He's he's in a pub with former Rabbitoh Russell Richardson up, oh, at, yeah. up at Newcastle. Oh, okay, yeah. And I think he's got another one in Maitland or another one of those those towns up in the Hunter region. But um, they were fun times when Salad and Mo were, yeah. were, both, were both yeah. here. Well, we had to have fun times off the field because <laughs> they weren't fun times on the field. <laughs> yeah, back that's then, were right, hundred mm. percent. And then the start at, at Triple M. How did that come about? So how that came about was I um, I was at Win when I was. Calling the footy, mm. and I was. Um, they were start this mob win who the great mob to work for. They opened, they bought a license to start a radio station in Campbelltown, mm. which they still have. And they wanted me to go there mm. and work and bring this girl I used to work with, Millie. So Triple M didn't want to lose Millie, she was there by then. So Triple M said to me, Why don't you just come here? Well, it saved me moving or anything. So I said, Beautiful. And then I did about eight or nine years there, and then I got. I went and told this other mob uh, poached me to go over there. That was called Vega. Right. And I went into the boss of Triple M. I said, hey, listen, mate, I'll just let you know, this mob over the road, Vega, want me, so I don't know what you want to do. He goes, we'll see you later, brother. All the best over there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. They put up a massive fight. Oh, by yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he said, held the door open for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was all good. But um, uh, And then that was feeding him the sh- the worst shithole I've ever worked at. It was awful. It was awful. Like Triple M were putting on ACDC. This one were putting on the ACDC tribute show. Oh, no. <laughs> so after three years, they uh, flicked me out of there. And believe it or not, I was back at Triple M the next day. Wow. Yeah, and they were just getting ready to have the license to do footy yeah. more full time. 
And um, so that's what, that's how it came about. So I've had two starts, but I've done about 20 years at Triple M. Yeah, and mm. it's going gangbusters. You're calling the footy and you've got your shows on the weekend that are always a laugh. And yeah. you give it to Triceps Hooper and Kenty yeah, and yeah, it's, Gordy it's, and these guys. It's good fun, mate. Yeah, it's good, Jezza. It's like yeah. just like you blokes do, just have fun. You yeah, know? No, it's mm. good fun. It's, it's great listen. And uh, tell us about... Your roles over the years with the Rabbitohs, you've done some MCing for us, you were yeah. ground announcing it at one stage, a lot of different things you've been involved with. Tell us a bit about that. Well, what happened there was I um, obviously 99 was a turning point, I think, for um, uh, obviously was for, for the mm. Rabbitohs. And, and, and so I sort of said, well, uh, I, as I said earlier, I was the worst footballer ever. And but I, what can, I said, what you can I do? Didn't see yellow play, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I made yellow look like Joey John. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I said to um to the powers that be at the time, if ever I can, whatever I can do to help, I'll do free of charge. So we started doing um, you know, obviously the the ground announcing when we were at the SFS, mm. uh, a few functions, bit of talking mm. in the chairman's club and the and the. Churchill Club, um, and then over the years, that's led to some different functions. Uh, but look, mate, I think it's all um, – it's good for me too because, I, I mean, obviously I'm sitting in the Chairman's Club or sitting in the Churchill Club and you, you're networking. And I, I believe, and I'm not you know, I'm not trying to be funny here, but you've got to have something in your life you do for the love, I think. Yeah. And this genuinely means a lot to me, Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And – we hear your voice every week on on the Rabbitohs podcast network on with the Rabbitohs Radio Boys. You've done some voiceover work for them and yeah. some ads. Yeah. It's uh, they're doing a great job with their podcast as well. Yeah, they are. They're great blokes, and you know, and obviously uh, the two of the three have played for South Chaps. He just loves Souths. Mm. And I was saying to you guys before we went on air, like the thing is with their podcast, you know, that's the only one I hear like mm. it that gets any street talk. Mm. You know, people talking about it and people uh, raising it in conversation. And, and those three blokes put so much into it. And I love those guys. So, you know, they're yeah. fantastic. They do, they do a great job. And what about your love for the Rabbitohs? Mm. Who are your favourite players over the years, your favourite teams, some great moments that you remember, maybe 2014 GF, what that day was like yeah. for you? Mm. As well as your favourite players, but also why was I? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's why standing goes. <laughs> Mate, we're going to give you. A, he's going to get on Triple M. No, I, I think he'd be too probably too, cost too much money. <laughs> yes. I eat a lot more than two curry pies. I'll give yeah. you the two. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. very good. Well, I got a good story here. Um, my favourite Rabbitohs player. When I was a kid, was Terry Fay. Oh yeah. Right, now edit Great this Redford out if you experience. need to. Our uncle Peter took us down to uh, Redfern to watch South Train. Me and my cousins, and uh, me and my cousin Adam, um, we saw. Oh, we he loved Terry Fay too. We saw Terry Fay doing sprints up and down the sideline. He absolutely, he was absolutely cactus. He was that worn out. He comes to sit in the grandstand, the old grandstand there, and we go up to him. Oh, oh Terry Fay. He goes get. F. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't believe it. Oh. <laughs> you know what? He's such a lovely bloke yeah, too, Terry. Yeah. Oh, no. You must have been a little arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, must have? Yeah. Oh, that's good. So that was, but I think, oh. mate, you know, like obviously, geez, my favourite of all time. I, I really love Adam Reynolds. Yeah. You know? I love Adam because I know him from, I know his father. 
some of these modern players are going to go down in history oh, yeah. like the greats like Sats and, uh, and Coot and Lurch. These blokes are going to go down in history. They are. You know, they really I agree are. with that. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Just in a purple patch, you know, we've had GI recently go over to England and Sam recently try as with Sato, but I agree. They're just, you know, we talk about those players from that 67 to 71 side, all those names that you mentioned, but these guys, we've just had some world-class best ever yeah. players. And Adam, like, he grew up across the road from the bloody Grosvenor. I mean, yeah. that's as red, that's as, air, that's our area as you can get. <laughs> yeah. And he's a halfback. Yeah. And he doesn't miss a goal. Yeah. And he's never in any trouble. Yeah. And he's a and he's just he's the past and the future all in one. Yeah. And I mean, wherever he goes, we know where he's going. Yeah. That's gonna be my second team. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Now, I think a lot of people will, will feel the same way and He's already got a premiership ring with his yeah. club. Let's mm. hope he makes it too at mm. the end of this year. There'd be nothing better than to be able to see him out the end of this year with another premiership under the belt. Yeah, and the other thing is too, like, this is what we have to remember. Like, as a club, I always raise this point. Now, our, you, you, you know, you, you, you watch a game on telly and it'll be one of these regional places and the stadium will be half full and they'll go, oh, they're great, this mob. They turn out, win, lose or draw. Well, there's 600,000 people in that city. If they turn out, win, lose or draw, the stadium should be full yes, whether yeah. they win, lose or draw. Now, our supporters have had to march the street to get the club back in. Yep. Then on the back of that, they've had to nurse the club back to health. They've had to nurse it like a little baby and say, do we want to privatise this club or do we want to keep going the way we're going? Um, so we have had to be so hands-on as supporters. Yes, we no no club in Australia of any sport has supporters who have had to be so hands-on as ours. And if you've got kids my age, say mid twenties, mm. mid to early twenties, you can just say to them, "You don't have to. You know what it happens if you stand by what you believe. You mm. march the streets, yep. and your team since then has won the premiership mm. because of what you did." I mean, the supporters of this club, th- there is nothing like it. Mm. There's hallelujah, just no- hallelujah. Yeah. You're mm. spot on. And our members still really critically important to our club. Like, we've got the biggest membership base in the NRL. They are, our chairman is voted on by the members, as is our deputy chairman, Nick Atzistikos. Like, they're so passionate about our club and they're still hands-on about our club. That's what makes us different to every other club. Mm. And, you know, Hello spoke about it before. And yeah. We've got, you know, different past players in talking about the passion of this club is is like nothing else and it's because we are the people's team. Yeah, and it's interesting what you the, the points you've made there that they are traps where when we're, particularly Shane and I, when we're around it all the time, you can fall into a bit of taking these things for granted. Yeah. Mm. Being mm. around the Adam Reynolds, the Sam Burgesses, the Greg Inglises, these sorts of guys that, as you say, are going to be, and then you've got Luttrell, Cody, Damien Cook, these guys that are doing it now, um, that are going to be held up there with the Coots, McCarthy, yeah. Sattlers, these yep. sorts of Sims, these sorts of guys. They are going to be in that. And you can fall into, oh, them are workmates. They're, they're there. And, yeah. Or, but we'll never, ever take for granted the role that our members mm. and supporters have played in this club because without them, we're not here. Well said, Jez. You know? Yeah, the, so the, true, Jez. the Central Coast Bears. Yep, absolutely. If, if without them, and something that, that no one ever takes for granted at this place. So no. it's a great point you make there. No, well, and not to piss in your pocket, Jez, but you've been here, from the, you've been here through it all, mm. you know? So from 
you know, uh, when we got back in 2006, we only won mm. three games. We had to go to two back to back. Yeah, that's right. We, <laughs> what was one was Penrith, wasn't it? One was Manly. Yeah, at Brookie, and I think that was the second one because I remember turning around to whoever I was there with at the time saying, "This is easy." Yeah, <laughs> back to back yeah. footy, back what to back wins. How good? Yeah. So I think one was Brisbane, which was actually Dave Taylor's debut for the Broncos. Right. We were playing the Baby Broncos. Was that the night it was pissing down? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. and um, then we beat Manly at Brookie. I'm pretty sure, but mm. I'm sure we'll hear from Brad Ryder if I'm wrong. So well, speaking. About Brad Ryder, actually, <laughs> last week there was a bit of a conjecture, uh, robust discussion, you might say, about the year they changed the the field goal from two points to one point. Obviously, to counter act the great Eric Sims and winning us all those games. And I was adamant it was nineteen seventy one. Mm. Jez was adamant it was nineteen seventy. And I've received an email from Brad Ryder, right, confirming. Once and for all, that it was actually 1971, Jez. You were there adamant. You, you were ah, sure. I was. Yeah, but I, was. I deferred because, as you said, Jez has been here a long time. He's not quite 1971. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jez is our go-to, our yeah. in-house go-to on all things history of the club. Our staff, I just say, go and ask Jez. Um, and Brad Ryder confirmed I well, was actually right. I'll put my hand up. I'll I'll take that advice on board. I'll concede that I may have got that one wrong and I probably should have checked with Michael Curran before I came on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Ryder, if you're out there, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're okay. Put your it's, not qu- it's not quite the bake Phil Rothfield uh, gave him earlier this year. No, oh, poor old Brad. He's copying it from the media, left, right and centre. Now he's copying it from his own. Jeez, that's cold. Oh, very good. That's cold. Very good. <laughs> very poor good. old Bradford. We love uh, you, Bradford. We love you, Brad. Uh, we love you. <laughs> very good. And what are your thoughts on this season, nine and three at the at the halfway mark. Well, you know, obviously on the back of those two big de- defeats over the last month, you know, people all um, come up with the stat. Oh, no one's ever won it from fifty after a fifty deficit. And as my dear colleague Gordon Tallis would say, statistics are like bikinis; they reveal some things, but they don't show you everything. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, we 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 are still only halfway through the season, so. I mean, you know, you get Latrell playing good, Adam, Cody, Damo. I mean, that's a that's a spine right there yeah. with some great talent around it. Yeah. We see what our guys can do down that left side or whether you go the other way. So, look, I think we're as much chance as anyone else who finishes in the top four. Mm. Um, I think the Panthers, these are a good side to watch mm. too, aren't they? You know, and their defence is so good. So, look, obviously, mate, I never tip against Souths. Mm. Um, so, I reckon... Um, I reckon we're a red hot. We'll have a red hot crack this yeah. year. It's interesting about that stat about fifty points with the rule changes and blokes getting sent off left, right, and centre now, and all the big scores. There'll only be probably one team left at the end of the year that hasn't been beat by fifty. Yeah, so. yeah good point. <laughs> we might call it off now. Yeah, if that's and how people want to look at. I it. agree with Gordy. Um, stats are just stats. It's the first time for everything. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, who cares? Yeah. And. Fifteen weeks before, you know, absolutely, the grand final, yeah, so. yeah. People, rugby league people always go off early, and they always look for something to whinge about. Right yeah. now, we ta- so you, you, so, for instance, Magic Round. We say we're all going to go to one ground and play eight. Uh, eight games. Beautiful. Let's do that. So on Tuesday, we can say, look at the state of this bloody ground. <laughs> yeah. It's up to shit because we played eight games on it. Yeah, Got to find something yeah. to whinge about. Speaking of Gordy, what a great man. He used to be the uh, the forwards coach here yeah. at the Rabbitohs. Yeah. And when he was here, I, I tended to use him for a bit of 
publicity. And one of the players we had here at the time was Ben Ross, who was coming back from his <laughs> from his neck injury. And everyone's seen the footage of Gordy oh, just yeah. mm. toweling up Benny Ross. So when we were playing in Perth, we said, who can we send over there to, to talk up the game? So we sent Gordy and Benny <laughs> Ross over there. Yeah. And every radio station, every TV station, every newspaper interview they, they were gonna, that we set up for them, I sent them the footage <laughs> of Gordy just giving it to Benny. And it was the best uh, publicity that uh, we ever got over there. I'm thinking, yeah. we wouldn't be allowed to do that now. Yeah. There's no way the NRL don't touch their head. Well, Gordy touched his yeah, head or did he? about a dozen right. times in three seconds. Oh, Rossi threw his handbag at him. <laughs> <laughs> he got absolutely uh, dusted. Yeah. He's kicking some goals these days too, Benny Ross. He's down at the, the Sharks. I yeah. think he's the head of their membership department down there. He is. He's looking after all their members, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing, doing a good job down there, Rossi. And and we know it's hard to look after Gallon E.T. We know. <laughs> For numerous reasons. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just uh, got a soft spot for the Sharks, having mm. uh, played there for a few years. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's it. Moving on. What a shame. <laughs> Before you become an international captain. Yes, that's right. Uh, on my way to international captain <laughs> starting. Very good. All right. Well, great to get to know you a little bit better. Thanks again for coming in, mate. No worries. We'll, we'll jump into our next topic shortly, but we'll be back after this very quick break. Now, the Rabbitohs official merchandise store, probably best at the moment to jump online to grab all your Rabbitohs merchandise at shop.rabbitohs.com.au because the physical store is on the move over the next couple of weeks, I think. Shannon, if you can fill us in. I can. I can give it officially that from Monday, the a merchandise store will be Level 4 South Juniors. Don't have to sign in. Come straight up the lift, Level 4 South Juniors. You can go there, get your merchandise, get your membership sorted, your ticketing, all in one spot. A one-stop shop at Level 4 South Juniors. And speaking of merchandise, obviously our Indigenous jerseys are still proving very popular, but we've also got our Indigenous hats and Indigenous footballs and water bottles all in stock now. And um, they're you know, as we spoke about our unique connection with the Indigenous community, they're, they're proving immensely popular. Jeff. Very good. And I think a new line that we need to bring in is the the black T-shirt with the Skippy the Bush kangaroo on the yeah. front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a look at that shirt yeah. you've got on the room. I was going to ask, that's a lovely shirt. Yep. Do they make them in men's? <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> it, took, yeah. it took too long. Yeah. I thought you were going to come straight in <laughs> off the back of me. Actually, I, I, I was going to say, like all the great merchandise we do have, we lead the way in merchandise as well. Yep. But Shannon today is wearing the jumper with the cutout sleeves. I don't know what yes. call, What do you call that? They call the biceps bursters. That's why oh. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't fit one over the top. Okay. Can we get some of those in the, in the merch? Like done in Rabbitohs colours. We like we like to sell merchandise. Yes. <laughs> we don't like to have people return it. <laughs> it's like an AFL jumper, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's called a vest. I right. know. A vest. They'll, they'll get out to Little Bay one day soon. You'll see people in them. Mate, that's it. Next time I go on the radio, I'm going to give it to you <laughs> and your vest. Oh, I've yeah. turned into an elitist uh, Kingsford snot. <laughs> Says the bloke from Vaucluse. Oh, yeah. oh, anyone that's read realestate.com.au over the last couple of weeks, Don't they know. That. A boy from Wollamaloo. Yeah, well. Wollamaloo through and through. Yep, he's just bought a whole unit block for himself <laughs> on the beach at Coogee. But anyway, yeah. we digress. Good on you, Sam. <laughs> oh, thank you. You and uh, help pay Shannon's wages each week. 
a little bit adult music, you the like adult, that? adult movie. I've, I've, I went to a playlist called Elevator Music. Right. Man. <laughs> I think you might have gone to a playlist called uh, Shannon's Personal. <laughs> uh, very good. Now, our next top four topic. The top four media personalities yep. you'd like to see play in an NRL game. I'm going to start with you, Maroon, because right. I'm sure you've got a few of your mates lined up Yeah, here. well, I think, uh, obviously, uh, like, you know, a, a choice from out of the blue is Wendell. Oh, yes. Because he talks himself up. Doesn't so, he? Oh, doesn't he ever. And... Um, <laughs> So I'd have to have Wendell. I'd have to have Hoops and Paul Kent. Yes. Because they're really annoying me at the moment. (laughs) And I think... Not just you, you reckon? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, And I think that that'd be a good place. Those three, Jezza, would be a good place to start. Like, I mean, you know... When like I, you could have Gordy in there, but he, I reckon he'd still just bash everyone. Well, I'm I'm going to jump on the back of a couple of yours there. So I had Gordy because I loved watching Gordy play when he wasn't playing against us, and I reckon he thinks he's still got one game in him. Yeah, I yeah. reckon those eyes would just start rolling like poker <laughs> machines, and he'd just get in there, and hopefully he wasn't playing against Benny Ross. <laughs> hey, do you remember that game? You will remember this game where we had the Broncos beaten. Paul and- Stringer. And, and, and Gordy, Gordy stripped it. Yeah. And Paul Langmack was in the lift on the way down, <laughs> and we were winning, and he was pumping the air, and he gets down there, and the whole of the SFS is depressed because <laughs> Gordy had stripped Paul yeah, Stringer yeah. and scored a try. We were struggling at that time, and I remember uh, Andrew Denton at the Red and Green Ball saying one time, speaking like a like a tragic rabbito that he is, great man Andrew Denton. He said. You know you're a Rabbitohs, hardcore Rabbitohs supporter when you're at the game and you watch them and they finally just hang on for a two-point lead, but you're frightened to go home and watch the replay in case they blow it the second time. <laughs> yes. That's so true. That's so true. Now, I'm going to jump on the back of a couple of other names. You mentioned Paul Kent. Yep. Now, I'd like to see Paul Kent take on the 2007 Melbourne Storm when Clint Newton was at the peak of his powers. <laughs> yeah. That's who I'd like to see after he's blue on your show on the yeah. weekend. So I'd love to see him. Jez. Jez has called them both I'd out. Love to, well, I've got more to call out. Oh, nice. James Hooper. I'd like to see Hoops take on the 2020 or 2021 Raiders, yeah. particularly yeah. with John yeah. Bateman and uh, and <laughs> young Williams there. Yeah. See if those triceps can pull off a few high tackles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor old Anthony's going to have no friends when he gets yeah, into this. Yeah, I'm just thinking, oh, I don't know. notice he's got a bit quiet. He's like, now, is, I was is thinking, his microphone working? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, what have I said? Have I said anything? But hey, feel free to let him know. I'm more yeah, than happy yeah. to let him. The last one on my list was I'd love to see, and I actually get along quite well with this guy, and he treats our club quite fairly. He's Danny Widler yep. up against the 2014 South Sydney Rabbitohs. Right. Just Ben Teo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Oh, I've got to tell a story about this. So... For those that don't know, there was uh, there were accusations made against um, Benny Teo at one stage by a young lady, and it, it was proven that it went no further with the police. There was no evidence of anything. But Danny took up the story, and he interviewed the young lady, and he was down at training one day at one of our media sessions, and, and Ben was on media that week, and Ben obviously wasn't in the mood to talk to Danny. So all the, the crew were around, Benny doing the interview. There's probably 10 journos and 10 cameras there. There's a fair bit of interest in him, and and Danny asks Ben a question, and Benny just says, "I'm not answering any questions from you, mate." Yeah, which he's got all every right to do. And he says, "Oh, why not?" He said, "I'm not answering your questions." 
And so Danny then says to another journo, well, would you mind asking this question on my behalf? And Danny <laughs> says, if you're asking on his behalf, I'm not answering your questions either. <laughs> so that pretty much ended the press conference yeah. with Benny. As they're walking away, Danny sort of rolled him up a little bit and Benny bit back and I thought, I'm going to let these blokes have their say. I'm going to let them get it out of their system. So they started going at each other and Benny, I think it's – it's well documented. He called him a, a germ and told him no one likes him and he shouldn't be here and to go away. And then Danny said to him, um, well, mate, I'll, I'll tell you this, I believe what the girl's saying. And I saw the red mist come across Benny's eyes and that's when I knew I had to jump in. Yeah. So I was like a UFC referee. I've dived in between <laughs> the two of them. And I've said, righto, Benny, you go and have your lunch. Go over there, grab your lunch and go over there. Danny, you're coming with me. And Danny started blowing up me. He goes, I'm, I'm, you're not banning me. I'm coming to your media sessions. I said, no, I'm not banning you. I said, you're more than welcome to come to our media sessions. I've got no issues with that. Just as much as he's got the right not to answer your questions yes. because of the way he's been treated by you yes. recently. And so oh, I'm still going to, this is this is a disgrace. I shouldn't have to leave. I said, but the press conference is finished, mate. <laughs> there's no more press. Yeah. There's no well, more uh, There's no more questions to ask. The other thing is, why is Denny so dirty on you? You actually saved his life. Well, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> he should have bought you a beer or I something. I did, yeah. yeah. So um, so that was one of the more interesting press conferences that we've had. But as I, as I said, look, I get along really well with Danny. I think yeah. he's quite... I like Danny. He's a good fella. Quite fair to us. He, he's the sort of bloke that... He, he's, he's a journo, so if he's got a, a bad story on your club, he'll, he'll run it. But he'll let you know that he's got it. And Hoops is similar. Mm. Hoops, if he's got a story on us... Um, that he knows he's going to reflect poorly on the club. He gives us the opportunity to have our say before he runs the story mm. and to let us know that it's going to run. Where there are other journos out there that don't do that. Yeah. They'll hap- happily sink the slipper in and then maybe, maybe not even come back and ask for the club's perspective on it. But, um, yeah, that was a very interesting one with Danny. And it, and it hurt him with our, our, um, with our players for a while. Yeah, yeah. they were off him. Well, we had our, our grand final media day where all the players are up there and literally five minutes before we went out the players said we're not going to do any one-on-one interviews with Danny Widler today so can you let him know and I went up there and told him and he said oh what am I supposed to do I said well I'm going to do all in interviews which for our listeners is where all the media are yeah. in one go rather than a one-on-one interview and they had Neil Breen there and I said to Breen you're going to have to do all the one-on-ones for Channel 9 because the players won't speak to Danny one-on-one but they'll they're happy to take his questions in a press conference style environment but not one-on-one and it ended up working out and Danny patched it up um, with the club and, and he treats us quite well and quite fairly I think so yeah he gets a gets a bad rap Danny from yeah. from fans of all clubs and he tells me he cops it from South fans and every club's fans because he is a good journo and does get information and does run stories but he treats us fairly and gives us an opportunity to have our yeah have our say but I still wouldn't mind seen him have a run against the 25 <laughs> just to see what happened we, we heard a story from him the other week about Mavo actually because um, Mavo was just a man child when he was when he was younger and, and Danny was telling me he played against Mavo at school right? and they had a limit on Mavo that he could only score five tries a game he wasn't allowed to <laughs> score so, so Mavo's made a bust after he scored five tries and instead of finding someone to pass it to he stopped about 30 metres short of the line and kicked a field goal <laughs> He's only allowed five tries. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing with Mavo. People forget what a superstar he was. Oh, yeah. And remember that shit that happened in 1987. One bad game. Yeah. What happened? 
only joking, mate. mate. <laughs> Love you like a brother. Yeah. No, but in, in, that, those journos I work with, Hoops and Paul, mm. they are, I, I, from the heart, I always talk it up and say, oh, I'd like to bash them. And yeah. They are the <laughs> two of the most rock-solid blokes mm. I've ever been associated with yeah. in the media. Yeah. When the chips are down, they need you, they'll be there. And they but, love you know. the game, don't yeah. they? Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know Kenty that well. I've, mm. I've had a little bit to do with him over the years, but I've had a lot to do with Hoops, and they all love the game, but they, they're also journos and love a story. Yeah. Well, but if they uh, love but the that's game, their job. And I'm not speaking specifically about those two gentlemen, but if they love the game, you know, putting up in lights and, and exaggerating is probably – not the right word, but emphasising, you know, some of the atrocities and and, and minimising all the all the good stuff. If they love the game, why? And I'm not speaking about those two journalists, but why do certain journalists do that? Well, this is my take on it. I reckon they think that by pointing out the atrocities, it will stop other people from doing them, and therefore making the game better. That's okay. how I reckon they think about Has it. Has it? Well, I don't know how many how many how many players may have changed their behaviours by these things being pointed out yep. over these. You wouldn't know. You mm. couldn't quantify it. But you're right. There are damaging stories, and there are some journos that that don't give you your chance to put across your, your side of the story and, and only tell the negative side of things. There are there are some journos like that, but there are other ones that... Like a lot of the journos say to me, I, I didn't get into wanting to report and talk about sport, to talk about sexual assaults and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Mm. I want to talk about the game, but unfortunately the way media has gone is that there is a sensationalist side to it and those stories do get people clicking on websites and yeah. watching television shows and turning on the radio for the 12 o'clock news and all that sort of stuff that, that sells advertising and gets ratings. I, I understand they have to talk about it. They have mm. to report on it. That is their job, but it's the emphasis on it. And, you yeah. know, the most ridiculous things, you know, and, and it just gets blown out of all proportion. Yeah. And emphasising that, that's what I think a lot of members and fans get frustrated at and um, players and officials yeah. do too. Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I think, you know, I, I, I often think of that Roman logo back in Roman times where there's a picture of a snake eating itself, eating its tail, yeah. it's in a full and sometimes rugby league can be a bit like yeah. that. Yeah, you know? it can. We, we we if we love the game, why do we hurt the game? Why do we yeah. why do we cannibalise? And I think that's why um sometimes fans and members get upset at certain yeah. people in the media because they feel like they're doing that. And I'm not singling out anybody here. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah. just saying generally. And and that's a frustration I feel and I know lots yeah. of members and fans do too. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. love that thing about the snake. That's very philosophical there. Yes, Dan yes. Must that. be the vest that he's got on. <laughs> <laughs> my IQ points are lifted by eight. <laughs> Who did you have on your list, Shannon, about blokes you'd like to see play? This actually, for your benefit, Maroon, this all stemmed out of a conversation we had with Steve Fennick. Right. He was a guest yep. on our podcast, and he was a journo while he was playing. And he said that he was like the seventh-ranked journo at the Telegraph, so he was sent to the worst game every week, which always was West. Right. He's always going to watch the Magpies <laughs> yeah. play at Lidcombe Oval or wherever it was. Mm. And then he got called up to make his first grade debut one week when Mario was ruled out and it was against Wes. Right. So he was pooing his pants because he's thinking, <laughs> I've been bagging these guys for two years <laughs> yeah. and now I've got to play my first grade debut. And then we thought, imagine blokes these days being a rugby league player <laughs> and being a journo yeah, yeah. and carving them up the way that a lot of the media do. And this, so this is where this has come from. So yeah. over to you for your list. Uh, top four 
rugby league media personalities I'd like to see play. The first one is Ray Rabs Warren. Oh, yeah. I think he'd just be, you know, he's he's almost like the pope, the pontiff of rugby league. Yeah. You know? And I don't know whether the players would be too differential to him or not, but you know, it'd just be great to see how Rabs performed out there and him just calling the action as he's playing. Burgess, he's running at me. He's a giant. He's huge. Oh no! Somebody save me. That's the worst Ray Warren impersonation. It started out pretty good. <laughs> give us something. Give us something, no, Jez. No, no, not after yeah. that. But. I reckon if Burgess was running, you wouldn't have to just worry about the hemorrhoids in his undies. You know? <laughs> he goes on a bit. <laughs> You'd have it's, a bit more It's else. amazing how many players have said over the years that they knew they'd achieve something special when they heard Rabs calling their name. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, really? Yeah. Mm. So many mm. players have said that over yeah, time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's abs- abs- I've had the pleasure of working with Rabs at Triple M over the years, and mm. uh, he's a great fella. And. Um, I'll tell you this story. Um, that we used to work there with Mo Matthews, the cricketer. Yeah. Now I don't like this bloke. I don't. I just don't warm to him mm. at all. Um, but me and Rabs and him worked there. And Rabs is a hypochondriac, right? Yeah. And so one day, uh, <laughs> Mo says to him, um, "Geez, you don't look good today, Rabs." And Ra- oh, he goes, no. "He goes, Mo, 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 for." <laughs> sake. <laughs> Don't tell a hypochondriac he doesn't. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, I've heard yeah, about all cute. of his little foot. He doesn't like flying and mm. all that sort of yeah. stuff. That's very funny. I love the story about Snoop Dogg and, you know, on the plane. He's security guards. Rabs had a bit more than hemorrhoids in his undies that day too, by the sound of things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Rabs, wouldn't it be fantastic to see, see the great man, our games? You'd have to mic him up. Yeah. Yeah. Motley was playing. <laughs> Mate, I hope he never stops calling. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He's yeah. just a you know a legend of our game. Yeah. Um, another one I'd love to see is the great Anthony Maroon. Oh, hang on. <laughs> yes. yeah. The Waterloo Warriors. That's it, the Waterloo Warriors. Like, Tugger was a Waterloo Warrior. Did you and Tugger play together? Well, Tugger's about three or four years older than okay. me. Yeah. Okay, you look like his dad. But anyway, <laughs> you, you, you know, Anthony, I could just imagine little snipey like Tucker sledging the opposition, you know, passing it when somebody got near him, you know, making sure it didn't get tackled. Yeah. I'd love to see yeah. Marinsky out there. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely wasn't the footballer <laughs> in the family. Another one, talking about great pipes, you know, Rabs, he's got the great voice. And another one, he actually played here at Sears. Um, he's Matty Nabel. He does. Oh, yeah. oh I love Matty Nabel. Yeah, yeah. Those, those voiceovers he, yeah. he does for Fox are just next level. I reckon. Yeah. And he's really talented. He's written movie scripts. He's an actor. He's he's multi talented guy. Uh, he's Matt. on Mister In Between. Have you ever watched Mister In Between? No, I haven't yet. You've got to watch it. Yeah, I've seen the yeah. ads for it. It's brilliant. Yeah, and he was a fantastic fellow when he played here. It's not on the ABC, Shannon, so you probably haven't seen it. (laughs) Yeah, it's on Pay Channel, Shannon. Just, he's got to get some new material. He, uh, I'm either a, make up your mind, Jez. I'm either a left commie who watches the ABC or I live at Vaucluse. Yeah. I can't be bad. Yeah. No, you can. Okay, you tell, can. tell me, and do you watch the ABC? Yes, of course. Yeah, I do. Doctor Who. He's a Doctor Who yeah, man. I am a Doctor Who man. <laughs> you now I am sounding like a weirdo. <laughs> I'm sorry I went down this way. Let's get back. Matty Nable. Matty Nable. He was a fantastic fella. Played here at South. Yep. Also played at Manly. He still looks as fit and tough. Mm. And he did a bit of boxing as well, so I reckon, I reckon Matty would still go right in the field, and his voiceovers of that would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he called for, uh, 
He Fox, did. I thought he was good. Yeah. But maybe he just had too much on. I yeah. don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of his promos and his voiceovers. He does yeah. a fantastic mm. job. And the last one is the great man. Daryl Broman. Oh, the big great, ma. The big ma. <laughs> yeah. The big ma. He's the only bloke who looks, make me look fit. And I, <laughs> I'm the only bloke I'd be able to run around him or <laughs> beat him for speed or something. I wouldn't run around him because I'd run into touch. But <laughs> <laughs> Big Daz, I'll just talk about myself there, not you, yeah. mate. So just to clarify. No, he'd be, he'd be great. He'd be a... What a fun teammate he must have been. And in the fair income stakes, he was a great ball playing forward. So he's probably still yeah. still got those ball skills. So I think Daryl Brayman would be a great bloke to, to play with. So my four are Rabs Warren, Anthony Maroon, Matt Nabel, and Daryl Brayman. Well, you've got me in some pretty illustrious he, company there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. You're welcome. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the reaction from some of your uh, radio mates yeah. on the weekend if you want to fill them in oh. on our on our yes. podcast. Yeah, well, maybe I'll play them some audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, Hoops and PK, uh, the sledging he's given you here on air, it was a lot worse off air. <laughs> he, he was really ripping in. Oh, very uh, good. <laughs> very good. Righto, that was fun. We'll be back after this break. Now, Rabbitohs Plus, we've spoken about this initiative before. It provides everyday services for Rabbitohs members and, and supporters from travel deals to home and contents insurance, credit cards, car insurance, home loans. We, I think Shannon might have taken three of those out for his recent purchase. You can do all that through Rabbitohs Plus by visiting plus.rabbitohs.com.au. And last time you were telling us that your wife, Gab, had really hit the Rabbitohs credit card hard. She certainly had. She put them into meltdown, actually. And now- <laughs> Now she's outdone herself. She's gone to another level with the home loan. So, <laughs> just fortunately, they're such great rates. They're you know they're with um, Community First Credit Union, non-for-profit bank. Uh, the, the rates are fantastic. Worked really hard to negotiate those. So our members got the great rates. So I encourage all of them to to get online and take advantage of the the credit cards, the home loans, the the personal loans. Yeah, so uh, did you really buy a block of units in Coogee, Shannon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not, Anthony. I bought a garage. And, you know, <laughs> a garage with six bedrooms. <laughs> a garage. That's a big garage. What, what, all right. So not a, not like you're not going to fix cars or no, not that no, sort of garage. No, no. Yeah. You said they have somewhere for the Merc. Yeah. <laughs> James's <laughs> Merc. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't have a Merc, people. I. I don't. I have a. F- Fantastic car I got from Sutton's actually. Right, oh, oh, Sutton's nice yeah, plug. Yes. What, what, so what is what is it, Shannon? It's, it's a, actually called a Haval. The, oh, a Havel, new, yes, yeah. right, yes. Havel, is that how it's pronounced? I think it is a Havel, yeah. 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 yeah Havel, mm. the new cars from um, China. It's actually really good, little turbo, get nice and fast and zippy and handles well. Beautiful. So you want? I've got a funny story for you. <laughs> so, obviously, Sutton's must have changed a few of the sponsor cars over in, in recent weeks because Wayne got himself a new right. Havel car as well. Unfortunately for him, one of the young ladies um, in the football department, Michelle Arnold, she went and picked up the car for Wayne because uh, he was coaching at the time when all the hand, the changeovers were done. And she's coming, she's parked it up on the, the pebbled area up at Redfern Oval, which is where we do our press conferences. Yep. So we had some good players up that day, so there were a lot of media there, and, and uh, Wayne came out when he'd finished what he was doing, and the press conference is going on. We had Cameron Murray up there, and Wayne's gone over to his car, which he's never seen before, because <laughs> Michelle went and picked it up for him, yeah. and he's standing there trying to unlock it, 
to get in. He didn't know how to do that. So Tom Burgess was there also up for media in all his Indigenous um, round gear. He's over there helping Wayne unlock it. So he gets the door open and Wayne's trying to be quiet because the press conference is on and he goes and gets in the car and he presses some button. The alarm starts going <laughs> off. <laughs> in the middle of Cameron Murray's press conference. So Tom runs over and he gets the alarm off and he gets Wayne in his car and Wayne's sitting there for a good 10 minutes. Mm. Just sitting in the front seat. I'm like, he doesn't know how to turn the car on. <laughs> there's a push button, there's no key. He didn't know how to turn it on. What it turned out to be though, it wasn't that. It was that he couldn't get his Bluetooth connected uh, so that he could talk on the phone. Right. So I'm looking over there and the next thing I see, big Tom Burgess in the front <laughs> seat of the car in all his footy gear, uh, typing everything into the screen to get the Bluetooth connected. Uh, <laughs> so Wayne's little secret mission to get into his car and get out quietly uh, next to the press conference was anything but. Uh, Jeez, it was funny. One day we had, we had to call a game somewhere. Uh, maybe it was a Channel 9 game. Maybe I wasn't there. Sturlow, anyway, they've get cha- the Toyota dealer in Central Coast has given him this little hybrid car. You know, that you can't hear them. Right? Yeah. So he's gone to the game, pulled up in his parking spot, gone upstairs at 1 o'clock, come back down at 6 o'clock. The, the thing's been on the whole time. Oh, oh no. Just put it in park and left it on. Oh, that's good. Remember those Toyota ads when the people jump out and say, oh, what a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I remember the story about Johnny Peard saying about Arthur Beats and he said, ah, Big Artie, you know, he's driven up to Newcastle, parked the car after driving to Newcastle. He said, when Artie jumped out of the car, the Toyota jumped in the air and said, oh, what a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, you can't, uh, you could probably buy uh, yourself a car with a loan from Rabbitohs Plus. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Can I just tell one more car story? Yes. It's about Wayne when he first when he first joined here. People don't realise Wayne's actually got a great sense of humour. He's he's quite dry and uh, he's quite a funny bugger. And his parking spot when we were based at Redfern, well, the team's still based at Redfern, but when our offices were still based at Redfern, they gave him the spot next to mine. And um, it got quite busy down the car spot, so the only way to get a parking in Redfern when it's really busy is if you've got your own car spot. So a couple of times I got to work and there's a car in my car spot. And first day I just put up with it, second day it's the same car. Third car I go up and say, who's that car? It's the third time I took a photo and they said, oh, that's Wayne's. He must think your spot is my spot. And I don't know Wayne that well at this stage, you know, and so I just ring up Wayne um Chilling Donato, can you give me a call? Just want to have a chat about your your parking spot, and I sort of sort of forgot about it. And then um, I was sort of half asleep, and he's he, he's rung me up one night, and uh, I said, Shannon, I said yes, I did, and it was a no ID, and he says Wayne, I said Wayne who? He said Wayne, your effing coach. And I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that Wayne. How are you, Wayne? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you rung me. What do you want? And I said, oh, mate, I'm not sure if the girls have told you, but, you know, I'm parking spot 16. You're actually 17. You're not You're not 16. He goes, oh, yeah. What are you telling me that for? So, well, you've been parking at 16. You've been parking at spot. He goes, I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, that's fine. Fix it. Won't happen again. So I come in the next day. He said, I'm in 17, right? He said, yeah. I come in the next day. He's parked directly over the middle of both. <laughs> Good on him. Good on him. What, what, what a legend. I tell you, you're a lot more tolerant uh, than Shane Richardson. Whenever <laughs> anyone parked in Richo's spot, yeah. oh, what, what would the, Richo, na- what would the he napalm was dropped. <laughs> would he just blow up? Oh, yeah. Richo. <laughs> there was one time I remember, uh, I think it was Angus Crichton parked in his spot. Yeah. And so Richo just parked him in. <laughs> so when training was finished and Angus was ready to go, he's like, does anyone know whose car this is? We said, yeah, it's Richo's. He's gone, oh, can you go? Tell him I need a move. 
No. <laughs> you, go tell him. you can go tell him, or you can just wait till he leaves yeah, at the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> the car's still there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Well, if you want to buy yourself a Haval car or anything like yeah. that, jump on plus.rabbitos.com.au and check out all the offers from Rabbitos Plus. Before we go, can we just test? I reckon that's the world's longest li- live read for a commercial. <laughs> oh, no. How long did that go for? Yeah, well, that was yeah. lengthy. I'll, I'll measure it later and let you know. Okay, <laughs> right you'll measure it. <laughs> now I'll play this. And the, do the ad as well. Now I'll, <laughs> I better play this. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Now, our trivia question from last week. Back in 1989, the Rabbitohs took on the Parramatta Reels, who we beat nice and easily last weekend. And Elo absolutely poleaxed Michael Erickson. I don't know if you've seen this footage, Maroon, but it was like a WWE wrestler going off the top turnbuckle. Right. He launched himself sideways, cleaned him up. Now, the question was, what Just one number... Second. Elo still looks like a WWE wrestler, <laughs> but I'm not going to say Kong, which right. Kong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, good night. He's not here to defend himself. This is gold. <laughs> okay, in his defence, you've got a bit of George the Animal Steel yeah. against you. So. <laughs> I'm doing the comb over from my shoulders. <laughs> the, so the question was, what jersey number was LA wearing? Now, all this footage is on YouTube. I think it's on Mavo's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Did you look it up, Shannon? No, I didn't, but... He I'm was gonna, playing fullback. That's that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna have an educated guess and say twenty four. Twenty four? No, that would have been the prop in reserve grade. Yes. So I th- I thought he want to play reserve grade. <laughs> Not sure Ello would like you referring to him as a oh, okay. reserve grade prop forward. Another guess. Fourteen. Ooh, fourteen reserve grade fullback. Yes. You reckon? Yes. That's. Uh, mm. that's Do you want to have a guess, Maroon? Um, I'll guess. 44. That's President's Cup. He's very close. It was 41. Right. So the President's Cup would have gone to 39. 13 on the field. So it would have been 13, 26, 39. Yep. And then the first grade benches Ah. started. So So Ella was wearing. The day on the bench for reserve grade. No, first grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll get you. Yeah. First grade. Because Elo had gone elsewhere and come back, had he? Cronulla. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, if anyone knows about reserve grade jumpers as me, I should have known the answer to that. <laughs> so he was wearing number 41. I urge you to have a look at that footage on, uh, on uh, YouTube. It's under the Botany09 account, which I think is Mavo's. Um, and it's the 1989 game, Rabbitohs versus the Eels. It's about. I think it's about 44 minutes into the game. Is that the game they were winning uh, by a good score and we come back and beat I them? I think it might have yeah. been there, but generally I don't get past that moment when I watch it because Elo hears it, comes into the office and makes me watch it 10 or 12 <laughs> yeah. times with him. So uh, one of the biggest hits I've Elo. seen. It was, it was absolutely Where is astounding. Elo? He's getting his nails done. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Elo's yeah. making the most of uh, of the bye week. Right. And he's he's taken his lovely bride away. Right. Uh, with about 12 of his mates. <laughs> oh, okay. So who's running the offices of uh, Ellison Zulian? Well, it sounds like it might be Josh Ellison. Right. Yeah. Mm. So hopefully the business is there on Monday. I'll tell you, I talk about living in... <laughs> oh, he's, he's been selling everything. A dead set. He has. He's been selling everything. He's doing very well. His commissions would be very, very handsome. Mm. Almost earning the same kind of money as Anthony Maroon. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Very good. Well, next week's trivia question. So you mentioned your cousin Darren yeah. earlier on. So how many first grade games did Darren Maroon play for the Rabbitohs? Now, he had three stints with us. Yeah. He was here 86 to 92, came back in 94, and then again in 97. Not sure where he was in between. Well, he had a, st- a stint at Manly. Right. Good stint at Manly. Yep. That's right. And he had a little stint with Gus at the Roosters. Oh. 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 Yeah. He's dead to us. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. He's dead. <laughs> I, I love that question. He's still married to Michelle? Is he yeah, Michelle? he's still married to Michelle. He's Darren, he's not Anthony. He's Darren. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, he... Yes. he I, I like Darren too. He, he played in that memorable game. and that, Remember that Tui's Challenge Cup? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Fields he played... Darren played. We had a, a lot of players here that year that were like in the transit lounge because there was going to be three or four new Skiffle teams. Lady yeah, and all those guys. It was great. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Well, we we won. That's the year we won the Tui Challenge. Yeah. And, and Mac, I think Mac was coaching. He was that side, and, and then Alan Jones came. Yes. <laughs> and Ken Shine. Where is Ken Shine? You see him regularly, don't you? Yeah, I do. He yeah. lives in the eastern suburbs somewhere, and I think he's. And I'm not just making this up because, you know, I know we've got a bit of a rivalry with the Roosters, but he's actually, I'm pretty sure he works for uh, East League. So yeah, he's, I think I've heard that. He's a pretty yeah. senior manager mm. up there at, mm. the, at the licence Yeah, club. okay. He's a senior boss up there. Very good. Well, that's our, our trivia question. Darren Maroon, how many first-grade games did he play for South? I'm not worried about those other clubs. We only care about South. Thoughts on that one? It's a little bit like I love listening to Ray Hadley. It's a little bit, you know, Ray Hadley plays those. <laughs> Who are those yeah. brothers that sing all the songs? Oh, Robinson the Brothers. Robinson brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I get some vocals, L-O and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a sign? I'd like to see a studio that held both of us. <laughs> Very good. Now, of course, this podcast is proudly brought to us by What If. So if you're looking for your next epic holiday or a long weekend away or a game uh, away, the, the Sunshine Coast game home, uh, Home game went on sale this week, so it's time to jump onto What If and get your accommodation, your flights, your car hire, and anything else you need to get away to those games. And because they're the official travel partner of the Rabbitohs, if you go to whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15, you can save 15% on select hotels. Conditions apply with that, but jump onto whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and check it all out. And what if it's it's Aussie for travel? And as we say, the tickets went on sale this week for the Sunshine Coast game against the Warriors. And not a better way to book your accommodation and your flights than jumping onto whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. Absolutely. As you said, Jez, a 15% discount for all Rabbitohs members, so you're mad if you don't go through there. And as you said, the Sunshine Coast game going on sale, it was a sellout last time, so mm. we, we encourage everybody to get in early. They don't want to miss out. It's it's highly likely mm. to be a sellout this game as well, and mm. it's a beautiful place this time of year mm. as well, the Sunshine Coast, and we're brought to the brought to the Sunshine Coast by the by the great Queensland Government, mm. Tourism and Events Queensland, because they've got so many great things to do up there mm. this time of year. And everybody tells me, I don't get to go because of my job, but like mm. blokes like Cloudy or... Um, the wonderful Ezra, you know, they tell me about the trips away. Mm. Just, I'm just, it'd be awesome. Even like just to go away with that crew. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mm. and there's so, like. 
there's so many Rabbitohs in town already, but then a, an army of Rabbitohs come in, and it's just a fantastic atmosphere because everybody's there for the game. Mm. Everybody's away for the weekend. And on the Sunshine Coast, on the Friday night, we've got an old boys function. On the Saturday, we've obviously got the game. And then Sunday, got our Caloundra races as well. Right. So it's, it's a big weekend. Steve McDermott involved in that old boys function? He, he certainly is. My God. this you <laughs> They must have an old boys function every week, this mob. <laughs> he is the greatest rotor, isn't he? Uh, he's doing a great job of bringing, keeping our old boys connected to our present. That's what it's all about. Yes. It's the culture mm. and the history of this joint. I tell you what, he, I see him getting around Little Bay on his motorised um, push bike. I'm telling you, he looks like he's ready to run back on for the Rabbitohs. Yeah, yeah. he's fit at the moment, Yes, isn't he's he? looking very fit. Yes. He's been off the source for over 12 months. Yeah. And um, also, yeah, as you said, got the, the push bike that's electric, mm-hmm. and uh, he's looking very, very good. A, que- a question for you, Maroon. You just mentioned that you don't travel much anymore. Yeah. Mm. Triple M call a lot of their games now out of the studio. How do you find that, calling it off a TV? Um, well, look, it's I, I don't mind it at all, Jess. Mm. It's like uh, particularly some venues it's probably better. So mm. it's a big, big TV. And, like, mm. if it stops me having to go to places like, um, oh, look, you know, I don't mind going to Brisbane or Goldie. Or <laughs> oh, he's trying to get himself out of it. Yeah, no, yeah, he but, went down yeah. a dark street and he's thinking, how am I going to get out of this without getting in trouble? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was gold. That was yeah. gold. No, but I, I hate going to like Leichhardt Oval oh, yeah. or Brookvale Oval. Yeah, oh, that, those boxes at Brookvale Oval. Fair dinkum, my car's got more room. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I, I don't go outside to change your mind. Then, yeah. Though, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so oh, I don't dude. mind it, mate. But there is a lot of it, and yeah. nowadays there's a caller in Brisbane if we need one. Yeah, we've got um, Big Benny Dobbin and uh, Andy Raymond's up there doing some yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I think Jimmy Callanan, who's done a bit of work with us, is calling in Newcastle now. Yeah, Jimmy is. Yeah, yeah, he's a good fella, so, Jim. Yeah. yeah, he's Great done a bit of work Jimmy with us as well. A, did a sponsors event for us this morning, and mm. Andy's one of nature's true gentlemen, isn't he? He's a great yeah. bloke, Andy. Yeah, Raymond. they're good fellows. Liked him for a long time. Him and him and Terry, lovely people. Mm. Yeah. Well, if Triple M ever decide to fly you guys around Australia again. Tell them to jump onto whatif.com slash rabbitos and they'll get 15% off wherever you stay. Mate, I will tell them, and they like saving money that much, they'll probably say, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the world's second longest live read. Well done. <laughs> Very good. What if it's Aussie for travel? Now, I start to have a bit of a panic attack at this point because right. this is where we do our joke of the week. Right, now, okay. <laughs> when, it's, when it's Ello's turn, I'm fairly confident that I'm not going to have to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> when it's uh, Shannon's... Okay, Shannon. Where it's like a tightrope walk. <laughs> it's just a bit of balancing. It's okay. It's okay. Take a, take a breath, people. Actually, this 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 isn't a joke. It's a true story, right. as, as all of mine are. That's right. Um, and it was told to me by uh, the great Wes Mars. You know, Wes, he's, he's out at Dubbo doing great things. Uh, Who, who's Wes Mars? Wes Mars played here on the wing for a few games, and um, he was a Parramatta first, came here, played a few few games in first grade. I played against Wes and sort of knew him back in the day, but after he retired, he went back and 
uh, went back to Dubbo and started up a company. Anyway, he's listed his company. I don't remember Wes. Yeah, mm. he only played about a half a dozen first grade right. games mm. for the Rabbitohs. Um, so didn't have like five years or wasn't an international captain like me, but he was still, <laughs> very, he was still, he was still a very, very now good Now his company's gone gangbusters, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he listed his company. So he's basically got an earth-moving business and also leases that equipment to mining companies. He listed his company that... His company is now worth $1.2 billion. Wow. And he owns close to 70% of it. Apparently, he loves Triple M, so you'd want to learn. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's worth 700 mil, but it does he? Where's fantastic fella? Uh, he, he helped sponsor the match out there and was a big part of the reason we took the match out there. Very supportive and worked with him. The the local state member, Dougal Saunders, fantastic. I know Dougal, an old yeah. radio bloke. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's mm. right. Um, ABC. To UE? Yep, to UE, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Holy hell, that's two sides of a different coin there. <laughs> and um, anyway, we had a great game in Dubbo. And Wes was telling me at the, the time he first moved out there. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, I bought a really remote property, not in town, right in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I was thinking it's really good to be out of city, back somewhere quiet, calm. First night, I was looking forward to his night, put the heater on. It's a quiet night, out of the city, no noise, no nothing, just by himself. And then uh, he's got the fire, just just about to pour himself a glass of water and it's a bang, 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 bang on the door. What's that? And he's out here in the middle of nowhere. Goes, opens it, opens the door and there's a big guy, a big Noel Cleal looking guy with a big beard and, you know, had the big work boots on and the stubby blue stubby shorts and the blue blue singlet and the big beer belly and... He says, hello? The bloke says, hello. He said, we heard you moved to town. He said, yeah, yeah, I've just come back to town. He said, well, we're going we're gonna to have a party for you to, to celebrate you moving in. He said, oh, really, that's, that's really nice of you. That sounds, that sounds good. <laughs> I actually moved to the country to get some peace and quiet, but a nice, <laughs> nice, nice quiet housewarming party. That's, that's nice. He said, no, no, it's not going to be a quiet party. It's going to be quite rowdy. I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, mate, there's, it's going to be on. I said, what, what do you mean it's going to be gonna on? Be he said, on. there's going to be there's going to be lots of drinking. He goes, oh, okay, well, I don't want to drink. He said, there'll be some swearing. There'll be some fighting. He said, there's even going to be some sex. He said, jeez. He said, how many people are coming to the party? He said, just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll run that one by the censors, but it might get through. <laughs> I Very good. Very good. Well, we're back to LA next week, so uh, we'll have to blame that one so that he can take a step up from that one. We'll be back in a second. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. As usual, you can jump onto rabbitos.com.au slash podcasts or contact us via Twitter with your topic suggestions. We'd love you to send some in and we can go through it with our our guests and our regular crew on here. Don't forget to give us a review and a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to our podcast. And jump onto the other podcast. We've mentioned the uh, the Rabbitos Radio podcast with Chaps, Mavel and Brownie, and they're doing a great job. They've They've taken out signage advertising for the for their podcast which is phenomenal it's um 
Amazing how much effort they go to to promote that yeah. podcast. And We're doing a great sometimes job. I see Leslie Brown's car and it's got a sticker. Yeah, stickers. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. They got business cards. They've got they got everything sorted out. So we probably need to pick up our act a bit there, to be honest. And well, I'm sure Ellos away. Our ratings definitely spike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Then we've got our, our midweek press conferences, and we can't forget Wayne's press conference that he does before each game. It's always a laugh, and we've got the the audio version of the Rabbitohs Insider. So plenty of activity on the Rabbitohs Podcast Network. So jump on there and subscribe. And as always, we're brought to you by uh, Audio Technica and What If. And I'd like to thank you very much, Anthony, for coming in and joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed the chat. Yes, I have. Jess. I'm just. Do you are you allowed to come to work dressed like that? I am. Hey? Shorts and a and you're like a the PE teacher, shirt. aren't you? Look at what those runners. Legs are. They did take your burn on a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he's got, he's got some muscle, got some tone in them. Yes, he does. Mm. He does. No, but thanks Everybody for having me, boys. Baby calves, actually. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people mention mm. these. Don't mind them. Mm. They got. They've had consistent weight training for and, forty-four and years. Is there any more uh, kids coming along? Or not at all. Just mate. the one. Just the one. Mm-hmm. She's flying. She's loving life. Yep. Loves her rabbitos. She was up on stage with um, Charlie and all the other kids at the after-game function the other night, singing "Glory, Glory" to South Sydney. My my partner sent me videos of it, and it made the uh, made the heart. Yeah, beautiful. Faster. Yeah. So, that, yeah. Talking about kids, was it nice from your uni days going out the Dubbo and visiting your other kid out there? <laughs> 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 I was a good boy, Shannon. About, about sixteen-year-old Sonny's going out there, but he said not to mention it. I was a good boy. I was a good boy. Don't tar me with your brush. Uh, uh, <laughs> very good. No, but thanks for coming in. No, and, of course, uh, mate. Very it's wonderful. Good. It was lovely. I loved uh, doing anything for Bunny's style. And you blokes are good. We've all known each other for years. So, uh, yeah, And to see the old Bunny's nightclub now, it's a office with a little room for you blokes to do your podcast. We, we even saved the old Bunny's logo I off the it. neon yeah, light. Off I the love wall. it. Neon <laughs> light? <laughs> you're talking about Bunny style. I can just imagine you back in yeah. the day. It's like players. 1984. <laughs> oh, the big... Big colours, all yeah. they legend. Yeah. You would have had the gold chain. You know why Lebanese blokes wear the gold chain? Why? Why? So they know where to stop shaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very uh, good. Uh, there's a fat worry out on me when I walk out that door. Very good. And thank you as always, Shannon, uh, for uh, for joining us and with your witty repartee. You're most welcome, Jeremy. Very good. Thanks, very Jez. Good. Thanks very, for having me. Very good. And as we said, powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast. Powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off select hotels. Conditions apply. What If, it's Aussie for travel. Please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Up the rabbit eyes.